This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. So we're going to get into Wisdom uh, for Life, and this is the final part of this series, and we've been emphasizing how important it is for us to get into God's Word and to find out God's wisdom for ourselves. Uh, we, some, some Christians just want it to, to happen and pray for it to happen, but God has made a way for us to learn more about Him and to be stronger in Him and to have a greater understanding of who He is and who we are in God. And we know that wisdom's not just the accumulation of knowledge, it's also the application of that knowledge. So when God gives us something, we get to live this stuff and live it out. And for the best life we can have for God, we need His wisdom for, for, for sure. In Solomon's opinion, a wise person will seek after God because of how good He is. That's lucky we just sang that song, eh? How good is he? God, God's so good. So good. And as we remind ourselves and we dive into it more and find out more about him, we do see for ourselves how good he is. And, and Solomon was big on this. He believed, uh, fearing God, we've got a, a, a scripture. That, uh, he says there in, in Proverbs, I've got a couple of scriptures, but the one we kicked off with the series is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And uh, so important to understand that if we want wisdom for life and we want to do the best in life, the source that we go to is God and His Word. And that gives us wisdom for our lives to live the best life possible. So I want to encourage you to keep on leaning into God's Word. I want you to encourage you to apply the Word of God to, to your day-to-day life. It's not just for Sundays, right? You know that already. But we can live this out. And true relationship is based on our, true wisdom is based on our relationship with God. And God, when we have God's wisdom, what happens to us in life overall makes sense in the light of eternity. Let's be absolutely truthful. You would expect no less. But there are things that happen to us that we say, I don't understand this. Why is this happening to me right now? Why I never thought at the beginning of 2022 that I would be in this position. I would have suffered this loss. Or I would have had this challenge which have changed my life. We wouldn't have thought that. But with God's wisdom, it doesn't make that all okay. I'm not suggesting that. It doesn't make that pain go away. But it helps us to understand with a perspective of eternity that God's wisdom is for this life and to carry us into an eternity with Him because God's got it. He's got us. He's holding us. He's carrying us through even the worst kind of experiences. And many of you know this to be true because that is your experience. But you can't know it works if you don't apply it. You can't know that God is true unreliable if you don't put your trust in him. If you've never got to that point and say, God, I'm going to give you my life. It's, it's, it's over to you. As I cooperate with you, let's see what life is going to, to live like. So wisdom for life is more than a series. It's a lifestyle that we can choose to have that as we approach life, sometimes 
life's going great. And there are times in life when that happens. But other times, it's really difficult, actually. It's tough, and it seems like one thing after another. It seems like the kitchen sink's been thrown at you. Difficult times. But with God's wisdom, somehow, and God's presence and God's strength and God's support, we can begin to see, even though things are rubbish, God is still with us, and God has still given us the direction that we need. Wisdom for life is a lifestyle. God, what would you have me do in this situation? God, how would you have me approach this challenge? God, would you give me the strength to navigate through this difficult time? And the answer to that prayer is always, yes, you will. It's always, it comes through. And you know that. Many of you, by experience, because you put your trust in God. The pursuit of wisdom, I believe, is the pursuit of God. And the pursuit of wisdom has an application for everybody. The pursuit of wisdom affects other people. How we interact, how our relationships are, how we help people, how we get alongside people, how we lift people up, how we put an arm around people, how we encourage people. That's what wisdom looks like. So the pursuit of wisdom is the pursuit of God. Anybody in hot pursuit? Hot pursuit of God, right? He's not running away from us. Don't misunderstand. He's encouraging us and inviting us to run towards him. So I'm in hot pursuit of God. I'm a God chaser in that respect. Could have been a book and a series that. But (laughs) missed that opportunity. But I'm in hot pursuit of God, right? Hot pursuit. So I'm a God chaser. So I want more of God. I want more of God's wisdom for life because I understand and I guess we all understand that we actually need that for the challenges that come. The wisdom, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom that Solomon brought together. And when we read through it, we see that the last two two chapters, 30 and 31, were not written by Solomon. They were written by a guy called Agur, and we don't know anything about him other than his father's name. And there was a king called Lemuel, who we know very little about. But these two guys, at the end, accumulated some more knowledge. I like one of the things that, let's look at one scripture, just as an example. Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. This is Lemuel, King Lemuel said this, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. So that before we started getting involved in community stuff, right? That's always been the requirement of the church, and it has been of this church, to speak up for people, so to, to include people, to make sure that the marginalized in society are not missed out. So important, right? This is ancient wisdom, and it's always been applicable to church. It's always been applicable to every follower of, G- of Jesus, follower of, of the Father, Everyone who follows God, we are to do that thing. And many of you are engaged in that in one way or the other. Well done, because that's wisdom. That's wise living. That's living the way that God wants us to live, to, to look out for that. So, these two, these two guys, I'm calling them guys, King Lemuel and Agar, what they did, they took the wisdom of Solomon recognized that this was worth knowing 
undecided. We're not sure quite when this, these two chapters were, were added to the book, per se, but we, we know that they decided that to keep this wisdom going, to keep the story going. Here's a picture of uh, a Christian statesman called Joel Edwards, and here he is. He passed away last year. Met him a couple of times, a true gentleman. He led Evangelical Alliance, a group of churches, the biggest group of, of Christian evangelical churches in the UK that we are part of. And Joel led that, uh, that organization for many years. What he always used to say, where if he sent an email, a circular, a, a, a letter, can anybody remember when he used to get letters? But when he sent any communication, at the end, he didn't say, kind regards, yours faithfully, etc. Have a good day. He said, keep the story going. And that made an impression on me. I thought, you know what? That's what the church has had to do, is supposed to do for the last 2,000 years. For this church community, for more than 100 years, we've kept the story going. So it's my responsibility as leader and, uh, and, and also our collective responsibility that we keep the story going. You heard already this morning from Dave, John 3.16. We're keeping the story going, right? We're keeping the story going about the goodness of God, about the love of God, about the unconditional, everlasting, never give up kind of love of God. We keep that story going. And in your family, and, and in your work life, and in your, in your college, and in your, in your street, let's keep the story going because that's what God is calling us to do for 2,000 years. We're still doing it. And so I want to look at, uh, for a few moments, at... Uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, and this is Agar, and we'll come back to him in a moment, but this is what he, what he said, and I love this, uh, this scripture as I've read it again and, and contemplated and studied it the last couple of weeks. Here's what he says. He says, every word of God is flawless, or it's pure, right? He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So every word of God is flawless, pure, and one translation says utterly reliable, utterly reliable. So who else do you know whose every word is pure, flawless, and utterly reliable? Possibly nobody. Certainly not perhaps a politician. Sorry to bring that up. That's not a party political point. It's a generalization, which is probably not fair, because most people want to serve their communities, I'm sure. But Seriously, who do you know whose words is flawless, pure, and utterly reliable? Well, according to Agar, the word of God is that. It's flawless, pure, and utterly reliable. So, three quick things. Number one, truth. The word of God is truth. Right? So, we're not saying that, you know, certain translations are better than others and all kinds. Of, we're talking about overall Arching word of God is the truth. That's what we're. That's what I'm. I'm saying. It's flawless. It's pure. It's utterly reliable. No defects. Perfectly, perfect. Sound. Trustworthy. Every word. God said, and I believe what God has said, and I encourage you to lean in and to believe what God has said, or spoken over your life, what you've read about what God has said. Take hold of that as true pure and flawless. It is utterly reliable. If God said it, 
believe it. If God said it, hold on to it. If God said it, don't quit on it. If God said it, I'm going to run with this. Like the psalmist, I'm going to hide the word of God in my heart. That's why I'm going to absorb it. I'm going to dive into the Word of God on a consistent basis. So then I've got something to work with because I have challenges in life just the same as you. And we all do, and at different times, they're up here, sometimes maybe not quite up there, about there. But there's always challenges or people we know who are going through difficulty need help. That's always happening, but you can rely on the Word of God. If you're not building your life on the Word of God, what are you building it on? What, what, what else? Family stuff. A lot of family advice is good, right? What, what the culture at the particular time says, some of that's good. But if we have the Word of God that is utterly reliable, flawless, pure, the truth, then that's what we build our life on. And Ego was adamant He believed that when tested, God's Word proves to be true, flawless. So he's adamant about this. uh, Paul said in, in, in Corinthians, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the Amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. Message Bible puts it this way, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus cracker. That's a belter, eh? That's good, eh? That's so good. So the promises of God are yes, but what we need to also understand is the promises are yes. I need to add my yes to his yes. I need to be in agreement with God for the Word of God to work in my life. And, and the Word of God is not reliant on me. Please don't understand. And God's power is not restricted by me. That's not what I'm saying. But if I really want to know God's wisdom, if I really want to know God's guidance, if I really need God's help and strength and support over time, I need to add my yes to his yes. And that becomes an agreement. And in that agreement, we can see God do extraordinary and awesome things. This is where we start, right, church? Christians, if you love God, this is where you start. God's word is yes. It's a yes to you. If you want to do God's will, it's a yes. If you want to go God, put God's first, it's a yes. It's always a yes, right? So that's where we start. We're not, we're not as we encourage you to be a God chaser, to, to run after, after God, to, as, as the psalmist puts it, to hunger and thirst after righteousness. I'm encouraging us and myself to do that, but it's not reliant in that sense, but it is us to make agreement and we combine our yes with his yes and let's see what God does. The Word of God is true, but you've got to test it. You've got to prove it. You've got to, you've got to make it work. You, you know, you sat on a chair this morning, simple example. You did, you've tested that chair, otherwise you'd be sat on your posterior right now. Tested. Hopefully, there are no trick chairs in the auditorium. Don't, don't, don't think Next week, I better double check. No, it's been tested. God's word has been tested. His yes and our yes, that is the truth. We can trust God's word, every word, not just because theologians say it, but because God has said it himself. It's been tested. Just like 
metals are refined. There's a picture of silver being refined by fire. It's tested by the challenges of life. And when we see the challenges of life, we see God's Word to be true. It, when, when, a, uh, when metal is, is heated up, all the impurities rise to the top, of course, and, and they get rid of, but it's tested. It's tested in the fire. You need faith that when tested in the fire does not give up on you. You need faith that when things don't go well, you've still got. And I believe it's true. It, it, proves that we really have faith when it comes under testing. There's no point having something, you know, that doesn't work. A chocolate fire guard will look great, right? It, won't, it, it can't be tested. So whatever that looks like, it needs to be tested, and God's Word is tested. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with a yes of Jesus. God's Word has been thoroughly tested and purified that's where our faith comes for the challenges in life. It's a quote from a 19th century preacher, Dwight L. Moody. And I've not really seen this quote before, and I thought it was an absolute belter. I prayed for faith and thought that someday faith would come down and strike me like lightning. But faith didn't seem to come. One day I read in the 10th chapter of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I had closed my Bible and prayed for faith. Now I opened my Bible and began to study, and faith has been growing ever since. Great advice, right? Great advice. Don't be a magic Christian that always wants God to deliver and zap you and change everything. God does, God does those things, and we can have an encounter with God, absolutely. But if you want to grow to maturity, it's a steady growth. It's a consistent getting into the Word of God and then testing the Word of God, applying it to every life situation and absorbing it and letting it read us that we don't just read it. It's truth. Every Word of God is flawless, pure, utterly reliable. Wisdom for life says that we can trust the integrity of God's Word. People say we need more of God's Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to move, and I absolutely agree with that. But I also believe this is another a quote that we have here which says, if you want to be led by the Spirit, then devote yourselves to the Word of God. Absolute truth, right? If you want God to speak to you, open the book. If you want God to really give you direction, get into the book, and the Holy Spirit will en en uh, illuminate it, and we have revelation of the Word of God. It's, it's, but revelation then has to be applied. We receive something not to increase our head knowledge, but to have an application, as we've heard consistently through this time. God's Word is truth. It also gives us protection. Eat your heart out, Captain America. It says that God's Word is a shield. It's a shield. And when you think of a shield as kind of old technology, right? You wouldn't want go into a 21st century battle with a shield because that's, it's not bows and arrows and swords. It's, it's more, sadly, more deadly than that and too, so many wars across the world. But this, and we probably could do with, with um, 
some sort of a, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for it, a, sh a shield. Um, pardon? For a force field. Oh, thank you very much. A force field around us would probably be better than this. Now, as far as I know, that's still science fiction. I don't think it's yet science fact. But I want you to think of God's Word being a shield. I want you to think about faith, which is trust in God's Word. And we've already established that faith doesn't just drop at us. Faith comes from the Word of God. I want us to think about that whole idea, that whole concept. He's a shield to those who take refuge in Him. It means those who run to Him, those who put their trust in Him, those that totally rely on His Word, which is utterly reliable and pure and flawless. He is a shield to those who trust Him. God's Word is a shield. It isn't enough just to know the Word of God. We have to apply it. We have to put it to the test, just in case anybody can't see the shield. Here it is. Because at times, the shield, disappointments come. And sometimes, sickness comes. But whatever comes, God is a shield, right? It doesn't make us immune from these things happening, but it shows us that with God, we can be protected. God's Word is a shield. He is a shield around us. And sometimes things like that, and sometimes things come on, come on us totally unexpectedly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is. So glad I didn't get wet <laughs> or battered. Whatever happens. The psalmist said, God, you are my Psalm 3-3. You are a shield on all sides. So there's a very limited use for this shield. I can't shield the whole of me. I can't do that. But God's Word is a shield. Bible says he's a shield around me, the psalmist said. My glory on the one who lifts up my head. And you know what? Some of you, and this is, this is an encouragement, not a judgment, right? Some of us, a better way to put it, some of us need to lift our heads up. Because you've been there. And there might be a hundred justifiable reasons for that because life's been rubbish, life's, you've been treated badly, things have happened to you. It may be all of these things, right? The Lord is my refuge. He is a shield at my right hand. No matter what happens to me by day or by night, the shield of God is there for me. He is the glory and the lifter of my head. Come on, lift your head up. Lift your head up. Walk proud. Not arrogant. Walk proud because of what God has done for you, in you, and through you. 1 Peter 1 verse 5, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. That means God shields us in this life and all the way he carries us into the next life. 
all of that. So the security in taking refuge in God. Because his words are totally reliable. It's pure. It's flawless. It can be trusted. Absolutely reliable. Truth and protection. But also when we look at... Uh, I'm getting quite comfortable with this. <laughs> Please stop me if I walk out on the street with it. But also when we look at chapter 30 of Proverbs... We see that our new friend, Agar, starts this chapter admitting that he's struggling. He's admitting that he doesn't feel very strong. He's admitting that he doesn't feel very wise. He feels a bit useless. Most of us have had days like that. And he feels that that's his reality but as we read through the chapter, he said, this is how I am. But then he encourages himself in God with, Psalm, with, with verse 5. And then he makes this statement. And I encourage you to make this statement if your head's dropped, if you've been challenged, if you've been struggling. He says, I will prevail. I will prevail. Good advice, mate. Really good advice, Ego. Thank you so much for that. I will prevail. Because he realizes, this is the final point, it's his identity is in Christ. His identity is not in what he does or what he has. Have you heard that? It's not in who, what you do. Postman Pat, Bob the Builder, Pastor Jeff. It's not in what we do. Our identity is in who we are. I used to sing a song which said, and the line was, I am who you say I am. And who, what's, who's God, who God says, who has God said you are? What has God promised you? Because that's the truth. Anything else in your head, or anything else, your head, anything else that's been said to you, <laughs> it's not the truth. It's not the truth. Because God is your shield. He is your refuge. He's the shield for those who take refuge in him. So those who take his wisdom and apply it to their lives, God is their shield. And sometimes the reason why we feel defeated is because we're putting our trust elsewhere. It's not in God who's our shield. And, you know, it's easy to do. And, again... You don't hear condemnation from this platform. I'm encouraging you to say, we can get through this, guys. We can get beyond this. We are not defeated because my, that is not where my value is. That's not where my identity is. Wisdom for life is God's word gives us faith. We need to have it. It's the truth. It's our protection. And it's where we really find out who we are. Our identity is in Him, not in what we do or what we have. So I want you to be encouraged. Who are you? Who are you? You're a child of God. You are chosen. You have a hope and a future. You belong to Him. And I can walk up with my head held high, and I want us all to do that, understanding that in Christ... Yeah, we're more than a conqueror. In Christ, yes, we have, we have value. 
In Christ, we are special, never matter what anyone else has said. In Christ, we actually can make a difference. In Christ, we can live lives that are significant, might not be famous, that really doesn't matter, but can be significant. That does matter. Because in Christ, we are that. He is our shield around us. He is my glory. It's not my glory, it's His. He is a lifter of my head. God is a refuge. His word is flawless, his shield. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. So please, church, take refuge in him. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media 